Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Universal Freemason Podcast. I'm your host, J.T. Asher, and guess what? It's been a year since the last birthday episode, which means it's the birthday episode again today. <laughs> and we do a, a little bit different uh, podcast on uh, my birthday episode, so uh, let's uh, so let's get started. All right, so. I want to start with letting you all know that um, I've had sort of a rough time really these last three years. Um, We've had some construction going on next door that has uh, affected our not only physical health but our mental health as well. And it seems like no matter what we do to try to get it to cease or hurry along, uh, were met with roadblocks along the way, and um, it's just uh, it's just been seriously aggravating. And then, along with that, you end up when you have a coalition of a couple of other neighbors that like to join in and protect the neighbor that's making all the racket because they also have had their own construction projects, and it's so it's been kind of like an us against them, but. In, in our household, what else, what else is new? I mean, it seems like that's how we uh, tend to fight the world around here. Um, so I apologize for not having a podcast in May. Uh, we were dealing with uh, we were dealing with all kinds of that stuff going on. So I appreciate your patience with this. Uh, I have good news too. Uh, I have a book that's. Uh, it's it's going to be an ebook that will be coming out in October. You know the release date will be October 30th. It's uh, 4.99, and it is on pre-sale <clears throat> at this moment on uh, Amazon uh, Kindle store. Um, so you'll be able to pre-order that if you wish. And what it, the book is about is it's a companion book to uh, this podcast, and it is uh, behind the scenes, uh, a little bit more information about each episode, things that I didn't quite get to on the initial production, and some background of how the podcast began and what the idea was for that. Uh, so if you're so inclined to pre-order the book, I'd it would be very appreciative. Uh, $4.99 at uh, Kindle Bookstore and Amazon.com. And I'll be providing links to that and things like that on the uh, on the episode notes going forward here uh, in just a couple of hours today. I'll get that all set up. And as I mentioned Today's podcast, uh, birthday podcasts are always a little bit different. I I want to I don't usually uh, spend the amount of time usually we spend on the esoterica and Masonic ideas. I like to talk a lot about leadership and uh, just I usually just like to pick a subject that's dear to me. <laughs> so. Uh, when we come back from a word from our sponsor, Spotify Podcast, or excuse me, Spotify for Podcasters, um, I'll give a, a talk that I call uh, Three Quotes, Three Results. 
and I think you'll like it. It should. Uh, it's something. Uh, it's a. It's a talk that I've I've written in the last little while in anticipation for um, a spot that I have to do for a managerial training class for work, and. Uh, I went through, I've been working on this for a while, so I want to try it on you all first, if that's okay. Um, so uh, right now we'll go to a word from our sponsor, and we'll be back after that. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. See you on the other side. Okay, and I am back, and welcome back, and this is the portion of the podcast where I'd like to thank everybody for uh, 20,000 uh, listens, <laughs> um, so thank you very much. Uh, it is appreciated. Without your support, uh, I would have stopped a, a long time ago. Uh, I've grown up a lot, and I've learned a lot since the podcast three years ago of March 2020. A lot of things have come and gone and happened and caused me to be the person that I am today. And I, uh, good or bad, that's, um, that's where we're at. And I hope that you all can be the same. We've been a lot uh, through a lot together uh, as a society with the pandemic and everything else. So um, thanks for hanging in there with me. So I want to give you a, a talk today. It's called Three Quotes and Three Results. And this is a talk that I've been working on for a little while. I am supposed to give a talk to for a managerial class that's coming up here in a, in a couple of months. And so I want to preview this with you all and see what, and see what you think. Uh, so... What I'm going to do is, uh, to start the, the talk, I'm going to give you three quick quotes. One of them you might be familiar with. Uh, two, I'm quite sure that you won't be. And then I'm going to come back and tell you who said these quotes and the impact that those quotes had on me as personally. And then we'll wrap it up with talking about uh, the meaning of words and how words are, in fact, energy. So here's quote number one. Do not die with your music still in you. Quote number two. I'll buy your first dozen. And quote number three. Well, I was thinking a 3.2. Quote number one is from Dr. Wayne Dyer. And some of you might be familiar with Dr. Dyer. He was a uh, he was he got his doctorate from uh, Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan, and he frequented uh, PBS during PBS's fundraising times. And he would they would show lectures that you could actually buy on audio or back then it was DVD um, or even VHS tapes. Uh, you could buy those to support PBS. And in one of his lectures, it's something that stuck with me forever, and it was, uh, do not die with your music still in you. And that stayed in the back of my head for a long time. I mean, it probably it was a good 10 years until it actually came back to me. And what occurred to make it come back to me was is that 
I ended up with a cancer diagnosis and going through all of the pain and agony of those of uh, the treatment for cancer and any of you who have had the diagnosis and the treatment you know what I'm talking about it is not fun it is very depressing and you feel so alone and I thought well I don't want to die and then you know at the time I don't know if I'm living or dying you know <laughs> I don't know how much longer I've got and I thought well what can I do and I thought about that quote don't die with the music still in you and I I thought well one thing I love to do is write always wanted to be a published writer um, at this time now WordPress was new you could you do blogs and blogspot was new and you could do blog and I, said, I thought oh here's what I'll do I'm also a new Freemason at the time I thought I'm, I'm introduced to Albert Pike I love Albert Pike here's what I'll do because nobody else has done it I'm going to take um, a paragraph or two from Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma. Uh, no Masons seem to be reading anymore. So I'm going to take a paragraph or two from that. Every week, I'm going to write in between the paragraphs on the blog. I'm going to copy and paste it, put it on the blog. I'm going to write, I'm going to write after that what these quotes meant to me, uh, what Albert Pike was saying what these writings meant to me and how it's changing my life and my view as a Freemason. And I started doing that a couple months going through uh, the cancer treatment and I get a, I get an email from a publisher of a magazine called the Working Tools Masonic Magazine and it was a monthly internationally distributed magazine and he wanted me to write a monthly article for him based on uh, based on that blog and here I am you know in the, uh, it was the most inspiring thing I ever heard come and come and write for the magazine wonderful and I couldn't wait I was sending him copies and you know uh, sending him the manuscripts every month um, and I realized at that time that that was my childhood dream is to be a published writer a published author and it was fulfilled during one of the most lonely times um, going through that cancer um, treatment ever. So do not die with your music in you. Help me to achieve my childhood dream of being a published author. That was the result. Uh, quote number two is from uh, Mr. Raymond Niver. I'll buy your first dozen. Used to walk to playground with Mr. Niver. I was... Um, as a kid, this is 1977, I'm 10 years old, and as a kid at, at Hanneman Elementary School in Detroit, Michigan, I was, uh, you know, I didn't fit in with other kids very well. I was bullied and stuff like that, you know, and I had different interests um, for fun that kids would have, you know. I, I was deeply into Star Wars at the time, and science fiction, Ray Bradbury and Arthur C. Clarke and things like that were the kind of books I was reading. And you try to talk to other kids about Ray Bradbury or Arthur C. Clarke, and they don't know, or even Isaac Asimov, they don't know what you're talking about. You know? And so then they end up bullying you because you don't fit in. And I would walk with Mr. Niver and we would talk. Mr. Niver would, would ask me about my home life and... Um, so what are the kind of things you like to do with your parents? You know, what do they what do they do? He said, "Well, we go fishing." And I told Mr. Niver that on our way to Rockwood, um, 
On our way to Rockwood, Michigan, my dad would pull over at this little white shack that was kind of in the middle of all this piled up dirt, you know. You had to take this long, rocky dirt road down, actually down from the road to it. <laughs> it sat in a little gully. And uh, we'd buy worms. And I'd tell Mr. Niver how... Um, you know, I I told my dad, I can't believe that you can make money from buying worms. And I told Mr. Niver, I told my dad this, and I want to be a worm farmer, but and make money from worms. I said, it seems like such a great way to make some money, you know. And as a kid, I'm just, and I love insects and stuff like that, you know. And Mr. Niver looked at me, and he says, he says, Johnny, if you get your first dozen, he said, I will buy your first dozen. And he said, here's how you do it. And he told me how to get a battery with some probes and put it in the ground and have the parents help me with it, of course. And, you know, uh, when the worms come up, they'll wiggle up to uh, swoop in and get the worms. And, you know, and he said, he told me, so I'll buy your first dozen. And, and I, I ran home that day. I'm like, wow, so inspired. Ran home. But, hey, I know how to get worms here. I told my mom and dad. Let's let's get a battery. My dad was a mechanic, so I knew he had a battery in the garage, you know. So, Dad, let's get a battery. Let's go. And they were always too busy and didn't support it, you know. And never did happen. But Mr. Niver would always encourage me to try to do it, even by myself, you know. We'll just go make the, the lawn wet, you know, and go get them. And, you know, I, but I was so discouraged that I couldn't get the help. Um, I didn't have the support. And so it discouraged me. And so I just... I didn't do it. But I think often, you know, if I would have had the right support, you might be listening to the first billionaire worm farmer in the history of the world. And um, this podcast might be about, you know, how to farm worms for a living. (laughs) But if you have the right support, um, the things that you can do is amazing. And number three. Um, this comes from an evaluation at work, and this it goes like this. Well, it goes like this. Well, I was thinking a 3.2. Now, at, at my place of employment, we have uh, evaluations every quarter, and those evaluations you get an average score from either you know one, which is you know unsatisfactory, to five, which is your Jesus and you're walking on water, you know, and everybody should bow down to you. And of course, no one ever gets a five, you know, and you wouldn't expect to. Um, but uh, I sat there and and uh, in my manager's office, and I had just taken on more responsibility voluntarily. Things that are not even in my purview, I volunteer to do, which is some project management stuff, which I'm good at and I like to do. And they're, you know, the project management management things were for um, replacing new equipment on certain buildings that I take care of the heating and air conditioning stuff. With. And I wanted to make sure it was done right anyway, and, and to my specifications, um, I'm kind of a perfectionist that way, and. I took it on, and I walk in the office, and it's evaluation time. Boss says, well, what do you think your score should be? And I tell him all of what I just told you. I'm taking on all this extra work. I said, I love doing it. I'm not complaining. I said, but due to that, 
I'm thinking at least a 3.9, which is an above average score. I didn't say 4, you know, because I didn't want him to have to really reach, you know, the type of manager that he is, which very uninspiring guy. And he looked at me, and he said, well, I was thinking a 3.2, which just puts you right at average, you know. And I... I just, and then of course he had a meeting he had to run to, so he didn't want to discuss it any further. He runs out, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, do you think that I will ever at all be inspired to do anything more for this guy ever again? <laughs> and if you think the answer is yes, you need to go to a psychiatrist. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do extra for him if, if you pay me triple time. That's where that is. You know, it's not going to be recognized anyway. Why should I even bother? Um, so that's the quote that uninspired me the most. And the point of these three quotes and three results talk is to say that words don't only have energy. And we all hear that words have energy, but they don't only, only have it. They don't only have energy. Now, words, in my opinion, are energy. And science says something interesting about energy. The science says that energy can be created. The science says that energy uh, cannot be destroyed. And that energy can be weakened, and that energy can be transmitted from one place to the other. And if you think about it, words also um, can be created, and they are created. Everything that we say is a creation. Somebody made up that word. And the words that you use are that energy that you're transmitting forward. And words also cannot be destroyed. Um, once you say it, there it is. If you've just insulted somebody and and made them feel terrible, uh, you will not have an easy time, if any success at all, of taking it back, no matter how sorry you are. So, um, uh, you know, that's the energy that you're putting out. Cannot be destroyed. Um and then we see that, uh, but words can be weakened over time. So giving somebody a quarterly, uh, you know, if it's a if it's a good job, a quarterly review, and you say how good they're doing, do you think that that energy is going to last all the way to the next quarter, or or, or you know, or even to the next week? Um, it's important to give encouragement. Uh, as much as you can to people and keep them inspired. Um, remember, you're putting that energy out. You say something to somebody that inspires them. I swear to you, they will do whatever it takes to make to 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 make that job happen quickly, efficiently, and and happily. They will do it. You say something that that uninspires them, just like what happened to me. Um, it's going to be a long thought process if you're going to do anything beyond your purview ever again. And lastly, uh, science, uh, just like energy, um, words can also be transmitted from one place to the other. 
uh, just like my voice is coming to you now, words are the same way. Um, uh, if something, uh, usually, unfortunately, in the human, in, in the human uh, uh, psyche, we don't tend to, to give words, uh, to transmit words that are good. We always uh, slope into the gossip realm. <laughs> and that's unfortunate. But um, words can be transmitted. Uh, unfor uh, hopefully, uh, some good words will start being transmitted throughout the human uh, universe. And we can start saying good things about somebody instead of constantly, you know, did you hear what so-and-so said? So, remember, uh, words are energy. Uh, words are created. They cannot be destroyed. Uh, words do weaken over time, and your words do get transmitted uh, from one place to the next. So, I leave you with this thought. Use your energy. Use your words cautiously. Use them to build up, not to tear down. And you will see those people around you especially if you're in a leadership role and you're using words to build your people up and not just to keep them, drag them down and uninspire them, you will be amazed at how much more they will do for you. And that also goes if you're a worshipful master in a lodge or a junior warden, senior warden, anything in a lodge uh, setting to your words will make a difference to those people who, um, uh, who are subservient, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, to you. Okay, and with that, that's the end of this episode. Uh, I appreciate your time listening. I hope that this talk meant something to you. Happy birthday to me, 56. I didn't think I'd make it past about 50, to be honest. But here I am. Uh, happy birthday to me, and uh, uh, I appreciate you all. Thank you so very much for keeping up your support for this podcast. This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. Go in peace. So mote it be.